Praise Lord everyone you are listening to Biblical Doctrines Demystified a special series by Reverend Dr Y Rajdas on Sajeeva Vahini This audio series is available on YouTube Spotify Apple and Google Podcast listen share and subscribe Dear friends this day I wish to place before you a few points for which we'll have to pray together and uh, just to base my argument about some of the wrong doctrines that are being ex- being taught in the uh, Christendom, I want to just place before you a particular verse taken from St. Paul's letter to Titus, first chapter. I'll read a few verses, 7 to 11 and also 16. For a bishop must be blameless as a steward of God, not self-willed, not quick-tempered, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy of money for money, but hospitable, a lover of good, what is good, sober-minded, just, holy, self-controlled, holding fast the faithful word, as has been taught, that he may be able by sound doctrine both to exhort and convict those who contradict. For there are many insubordinate, both idle talkers and deceivers, whose mouth must be stopped, who subvert whole households, teaching things which they ought not for the sake of dishonest gain. They profess to know God, but in works they deny Him, being abominable, disobedient, disqualified for every good work. Bishop means a person who is in charge of a ministry, pastor or uh, maybe an evangelist, whatever it may be. A bishop is an overseer, a man charged with the duty of seeing that things should be done according to God's plan. Now, dear friends, in the spiritual realm or the ministerial realm that you look, look at in this world, there are many people who are trying to preach God's word for dishonest gain. And St. Paul says, such people's mouth must be stopped. Now, many people are being deceived. In my own ministerial experience, I've been trying to talk to some of these false prophets who preach perverted word of God. They're not able to stand in defense of God's word. I've been trying to talk to them, reason out with them. Many have not been willing to listen. Now, many people are deceived because of such people. So I want to place before you a few points on dynamics of demonic doctrines. Dynamics of demonic doctrines. I want to describe to you six points, six wrong teachings that are prevalent in the ministerial parlor. One is prosperity gospel. Some people call it PG, prosperity gospel. Second is doctrine of hyper grace. Third, immortality on this earth. And four is manifestations, and five is holy laughter, and six is slaying in the Holy Spirit. Dear friends, I want to just describe some of these demonic doctrines that are prevalent in the ministerial parlor in the Christendom all over the world, and how to understand them, how to be right before the Spirit of God, before the Word of God, so that we can build our life according to God's Word and be a blessing in God's kingdom to build God's kingdom. The first thing that I want to talk about is prosperity gospel or PG. It is also known as word of faith and also health and wealth gospel. They argue the believer is expected to use the Holy Spirit to achieve what the believer wills. When a person is uh, saved, when a person is anointed, so-called anointed, he uses the Holy Spirit. This is absolutely wrong. My answer would be, the Bible teaches that God uses believers through the Holy Spirit to help them perform what God wants them to perform. Holy Spirit is a person. He is not a thing. Holy Spirit is not a servant. Holy Spirit is a person. So we are not using Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit must be able to use us. And also people who preach prosperity gospel say, have faith of God. 
So Jesus said, if you look Matthew's Gospel 11, chapter 22nd verse, Jesus said, have faith in God or have faith on God, not have faith of God. So these people say, God has faith as if he received from somebody. God has faith. So we can have faith of God and perform things. No, it's absolutely wrong. It's only, it's a demonic doctrine. We have to have faith on God. God did not receive faith from somebody. God is the ultimate uh, provider. He is the first cause. He crea created everyone. He is, the, he is omnipresent, omnipotent, omniscient. God is, God is God. He did not receive faith from somebody else. So these people say we have faith of God. So what I say, what I pronounce happens. This is wrong doctrine. What Jesus said was, was have faith in God. And these people say there is power in this spoken word. They call it rheumatology, thought actualization or positive confession. Now, what you pronounce will happen? Well, if you read Proverbs 18th chapter 21st verse, the word of God says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And see, there is power in the tongue. Death and life are there. You can speak positive things and it is a blessing. You can speak negative things. It becomes a curse for others. That is there. But at the same time, when a person is unsaved in the heart, what comes out of his mouth is negative. But what we need to understand is when Jesus saves us, when he pronounces a word and you, you pronounce it, he tells a word and you pronounce it, it is a, there is blessing. Not that you dictate things to God. That is wrong. There is power in the spoken word and they say whatever you demand, whatever you say will happen. Dear friends, sometimes, you know, something supernatural happens. Why? There was a great uh, uh, theologian, his name was Kurt Koch. He was an authority on occultism. He says, when people perform black magic, that is black magic, using uh, all the demonic powers. But when people use Jesus' name, and uh, but the spirit of demons are working in and through them, it is called as white magic. There are many people, so-called prophets, they speak unnecessary things not based upon God's word. They perform miracles. Supernatural miracles are there. And because of that, many people are deceived. They are not from God. They are not from God. So people who preach prosperity gospel, they say it is God's will that Christians should not get sick. They should be really wealthy and healthy. It is unscriptural. If you read uh, St. Paul's letter to Timothy, second epistle and fourth chapter, 20th verse, he says, Trophimus I have left in Miletus sick. When he was coming from Miletus, he just left Trophimus sick. St. Paul was a great man of God. And why didn't he heal him? Sickness has come to Christians or believers or anybody for various reasons. We like to identify the reasons, humble ourselves before the Lord, and if it is God's will, he can heal. No problem at all. At the same time, we cannot say all will be healed. They, uh, believers should not get sick. We cannot say that. You know, there was a preacher who was in uh, Chennai who used to preach prosperity gospel. He said, if you are a believer, you'll have a car, you'll have this, you'll have that. You'll never sick, never get sick. This particular man died because of brain tumor. What happened to the prosperity gospel? So, dear friends, we must be careful to understand that prosperity gospel preachers are preaching something that is absolutely wrong. The second demonic doctrine is doctrine of hypergrace. Hypergrace, people who preach on that, they say, all sin, past, present and future, has already been forgiven. So, there is no need for a believer to confess it. 
when Jesus began to preach, he said, the time is fulfilled. Kingdom of God is at end. Repent and believe the gospel. And these people say, all sins are forgiven. You need not confess it. When Jesus died on the cross, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That particular forgive word is, afeme. The meaning is, don't punish them now. Give them some time. Let them understand why I am dying on the cross. Jesus did not say, Father, forgive them because they are repenting for their sins. No. He said, Father, forgive them. They do not know what they are doing. They are, they are crucifying me. So Jesus' prayer offered on that day is not a blanket pardon. Later, my dear friends, when we talk about the, the forgiveness, the meaning of forgiveness, it is aphasis in, um, in, in, the, in, in Greek, meaning forgiveness or pardon. And after pardon, God lets them go. It depends upon a person's repentance. So this hyper grace is absolutely wrong. And the people who preach hyper grace say, God, when God looks at us, he sees us only as holy, righteous people. When a person follows Jesus, these people say, when God looks at us, he looks at us as holy, righteous people. It is absolutely, absolutely unscriptural. If you read Hebrews 4th chapter verses 12 to 13, For the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight. All things are naked and open to the eyes of him who, to whom we have to give account. I tell you friends, God is omnipotent. God is omniscient. God sees everything. So God sees all of us as we are. Unsaved people, saved people who are backsliding, or saved people who are growing in holiness. God looks at every one of us. He knows all about us. The word of God says, nobody need to tell Jesus what is in the hearts of the other people. So we cannot say that God looks at all the believers as perfect holy people. And also, people who preach hyper grace say that we are not bound by Jesus' teaching. You know, when Jesus came, the Old Testament law is people are not bound by Old Testament law. They apply the same thing here and say, we are not bound by Jesus' teaching. We can do anything what we want. We can argue things in that way. We can do things in, the, in our own way. This is what those people say. This doctrine is from the bottom of hell. How can we aspire to be right before God by rejecting Jesus' teaching? Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. If sinners are not responsible, and these people say, sinners are not responsible for their sin. If a sinner who is committing sin is not responsible for his or her own sin, who is responsible for that? People easily deceive themselves through this way. Now, if you look at Jude, Verses 1, 3 to 4. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For this, uh, there are certain people who have crept unnoticed, who long, who long ago were marked for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turned the grace of God into lasciviousness, lasciviousness lewdness. This is what's happening. You can do anything that you want. You can watch pornography. Some people, they, they say, porn again Christians. You're a believer. You can watch pornography. You can involve in anything because its sins are forgiven. Absolutely wrong. It is a demonic doctrine. Now, the Bible says, if you read John's Gospel, first chapter, 1 to 2, then 14 and 17. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Uh, 
and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth for the law was given through moses but grace and truth came through jesus christ these people who speak about hyper grace they magnify the the efficacy of grace but it is not what we read from the word of god john says in the beginning was the word the word was god the word was with god the word became flesh dwelt amongst us in jesus in the form of jesus full of grace and truth and they say and it is john says the law was given by moses but truth and grace came through jesus christ now when jesus came into this world he brought truth and grace together what god has put together let no man put us under grace is there jesus said my grace is sufficient for you but truth also is there devoid of truth removing truth from your own life without repentance without humility without really praying in your own heart and keeping your life clean before the lord don't aspire to have great grace no it's not possible god gives grace to people who humble themselves humility is absolutely yielding ourselves to god unceasing absolute dependence on god not dependence upon your own self so this this teaching is absolutely wrong now when we talk about grace and truth there must be a creative tension and right balance between this truth yes grace is there i never question it grace is there at the same time we must understand that truth is important jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free now hyper grace teaching is very destructive teaching that gives more emphasis on god's grace at the exclusion of very important teachings of truth such as repentance confession of sin also life of holiness and sanctification so saint paul says after being free from sin and became servants to god you have the fruit unto holiness end everlasting life without holiness nobody shall see god if a person is listening to this hyper grace teaching and satisfy himself as he is everything is okay he or she will be deceived one day it will be irrecoverable damage will be there so i encourage all of you to wake up from this darkness if you are not if you are a part of it at the same time if you are able to understand this pray that other people who listen to these people may not be deceived the three third point that i want to place before you is immortality on this earth now when god created the whole world he created flora and fauna but when he created adam and eve when he created adam he breathed his breath in his nostril he became a living soul and god gave them um the 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 trees in the garden of eden to the tree of life and also forbidden tree was there and when man ate the forbidden tree the lord chased them out of the garden of eden and they, this is what god says genesis 3 chapter 22 to 24 then the lord god said behold the man has become like one of us to know good and evil now lest he put out his hand and take and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever he must be chased away from the garden of eden i tell you this particular tree of life had the capacity to allow the body to continue to live okay this is what god has given to adam and eve if they had not sinned they would be living long time in the body olam in hebrew long time in the body physical death may not come now cytologists when they look at the cell of human body they say that the body had had the cells had had capacity to live for eternity live for a long time now when god created adam and eve and others were born they were living for a long time because they were able to eat from that particular tree after fall of adam and eve god chased them out of the garden of eden so that they would not 
take that fruit and live forever in the body. Imagine if they have been allowed to eat that, continue to eat their fruit. Adam and Eve and Cain and others will be wandering in this world. It will already become a hell. This is not what God wanted people to know. Now, when Satan came and deceived Eve, he said, did God tell you that you should not eat of this forbidden fruit? And he said, you shall not die. So, this immortality on this earth that some people preach is absolutely from the bottom of hell. Bible says it is appointed for man once to die, then the judgment. Eternal life is in eternity. Though eternal life begins here in this world, when a person accepts Jesus as his or her own savior, eternal life begins here, but continues to have its own fullness in eternity when we die. When we die, we go into eternity. People who died in Christ shall rise first when Jesus comes, and others who are alive shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. This is futuristic. Now, dear friends, how can we ever say that simply because a person is teaching immortality, of, immortality, immortality on this earth, how can we say we'll continue to live? There was a man named Cobus in South Africa who claimed that he was immortal. He said he will never taste death. He died because of cancer on 21-12-2013 he died. What happened to his teaching? So many people are deceived and people hear this type of attractive wrong doctrines. They feel everything is alright. Dear friends, this is a teaching from the bottom of hell. Satan said, you will not surely die. If you disobey me, if you disobey God, if you obey me, you will never die. This is a lie of the devil. Now, Revelation 1st chapter 18, the verse, Jesus said, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And I have the key of hell and death. Jesus is holding the key of hell and death. How can these people say, if you follow my teaching, you will never die? It is absolutely from the bottom of hell. Lie from the mouth of Satan. Now, dear friends, the fourth wrong doctrine that I want to place before you is manifestations. Manifestations means all of us need money. The Bible says, seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness first, and all other things shall be added unto you. I have seen this happen in my life for the past 45 years of full-time service. I don't ask people for money. I have not asked people for offering when I preach God's word. But God has been supplying what I needed. I don't have a single rupee as loan. I don't have life insurance. I don't have anything of that sort. I'm not rich, but what is needed, God supplies. Now, these people who speak about manifestation, not manifestation, manifestation, when they preach, they say, oh God, fill the purse of all these people with the money. You know, people who go there, some of them may repent, some of them may not repent. They feel if this particular man of God is praying, our purses will be filled. Recently, I, was, I saw a YouTube and in a particular church in South India, a big church, one person, a black preacher came there. He was telling, this is supernatural. Suddenly, your, your purse will be filled with money. Well, people said, I had only 500 rupees in my pocket. Now, in my purse, lot of 500 rupees are there. And one person brought his um, mobile and said he had an account in ICIC bank. It was closed some time back. Now, suddenly, when this man of God was there doing something, 15,000 rupees had been credited. Oh, they say great glory for God. And when they pray or supposedly worship, from the ceiling comes down golden spangles and pearls. Manifestations. People see, feel, it's all good. It is not from God. Something supernatural happens, but it is not from God. So, dear friends, some another person say, said, preached, you give money, all the demons will go away. 
Now, by teaching this type of doctrines, people are getting more money. Preachers are getting more money. So, dear friends, I uh, heard of a young man who I knew about that young man. He was preaching some preaching and he'll keep a mic in the, inside a pot, inside a metal pot. And he'll say, when you remove your jewels and put it there, when the sound is cling, when the sound is there, you'll have a lot of blessings. Evil spirits. Demonic powers are deceiving many people. So, dear friends, don't worry about this manifestation. When you seek God with all your heart, God will provide what is needed. You know, many people connect with me for prayer and say, I got into a lot of debt, few crores debt, few lakhs debt. Why? They have not been connecting with God. Jesus very clearly, clearly said, you look at the birds of the air, look at the flowers, look at the flowers of the field. I am able to provide everything for them. You are more valuable than many sparrows. When people live away from God, they are opening the door for the devil to come and attack. Satan comes to kill, steal and destroy. This is what happens in many places. Never ever get into debt. Humble yourself before the Lord. The Lord will supply all that you need. The fifth, uh, dyna, fifth demonic doctrine is holy laughter. People, when they say they are bringing the anointing of the Holy Spirit, they laugh. They laugh hilarious laughter, uncontrollable laughter. And people fall on their face, fall down and begin to laugh. They feel it is because of the Holy Spirit. In one or two Psalms, Psalm say for example, Psalm 2.4, about God it is said, He who sits in the heavens shall laugh, the Lord shall hold them in derision. It's symbolically said about God getting upset, getting angry with people who fight against him, who are not obeying his word. It's a symbolic expression of God's anger and derision. And Ecclesiastes 2.2 2 says, I said of laughter, madness. And of mirth, what does it accomplish? This is what the word of God says. And Ecclesiastes 7, 3 says, Sorrow is better than laughter, for by a sad countenance the heart is made better. Now this is what God's word says. Now these people say, holy laughter. When the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes, you begin to laugh. I tell you friends, this is again a wrong doctrine. Publius Lentulus, a Roman consul, during the reign of Augustus Caesar, he wrote a letter to Augustus Caesar about the Lord Jesus Christ. I have a copy of that letter with me. It's a beautiful writing about the personal appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that he writes, Nobody saw Jesus laugh, but many had seen Jesus cry. Why Jesus is in tears? He was a man of sorrows acquainted with grief. He began to be sorrowful. He's continuing to have sorrow. Just imagine in a family, five children are there. One person has committed suicide. One son committed suicide. Another girl has lost her virginity. Another boy is having some cancer. In such family, can the parents laugh? Can the parents laugh? Look at God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They are in agony. People are teaching wrong things. People are being misled. There are people who are dying without salvation. And evil is everywhere. Evil is perpetrated everywhere. Murder, rape, everything is there. How can God be happy? How can God, how can God laugh? And what, what, what happens to you people when you laugh in that manner? Holy laughter is not holy laughter. It is demonic laughter. Satan is very happy because you people are not following the Lord as you ought to follow. So dear friends, taking one or two verses from the Bible, misinterpreting it, people say you can laugh. Everything is alright. As I told you, when there is sorrow around you, when there is evil around you, how can you just be hilarious and laugh? 
when I was uh, academic dean in Hindustan Bible College, I was also the um, editor for our journal, Hindustan Evangelical Review. I published an article there about the tears of Trinity. God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they are in tears because of what is happening around. Jesus will be in agony till the end of days. Blaise Pascal, a great uh, scientist of 18th century, he also was a great man of God. He says, Jesus will be in agony till the end of days. When Jesus is in agony, when the Holy Spirit is having unutterable groanings, what is the fun when people go laugh and say, this is laughing, laughter of the Holy Spirit? No, it is absolutely wrong. My dear friends, I tell you, Jesus, when he was in Gethsemane, he said, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. The sixth demonic doctrine that I want to talk to you about is slaying in the Holy Spirit. You know, in many meetings, when the pastor lays the hand upon a person or blows his hair, often it is bad breath, also pushes them down and they fall and they begin to kick around and they sometimes they make animal noises. Supposedly, they are filled by the Holy Spirit. My question is, when such people fall down, when they get up, are they delivered totally from all the bondages, uh, bondages of sin? Are they totally healed in, uh, from all their sicknesses? That is questionable. Now, dear friends, I want to place before you a few points where I can make you understand that the uh, slaying in the spirit is absolutely wrong. Now, if you read Ezekiel, first chapter 27 and 28, Ezekiel saw the glory of God. He said, when I saw it, I fell on my face and fell on, fell on his face. And Daniel 8, 17 and also Daniel 10, 9. And when he heard the voice of God, he fell on his face. John the Divine who was leaning on the bosom of Jesus in the Last Supper, when Jesus died and rose again, when John was in Patmos, when on the, on the Lord's day he was in the Spirit, he heard a voice from behind him like that of a trumpet. When he turned to see, he saw the Lord Jesus Christ. When he saw him, he says, I fell down at his face, on, his, on my face as one dead. When we see the glory of God, when there's an encounter with God, people fall on their faces. Abject humility, abject uh, worship that is okay at the same time when a person is falling backwards it is not from the Holy Spirit it's not anointing of the Holy Spirit now when Jesus was in Gethsemane after he prayed he was ready for the ordeal when the enemies came to capture him he said whom do you seek they said Jesus of Nazareth when Jesus said I am he was reflecting I am that I am when he said I am the word of God says these people went back and fell at their back when a person is falling back, he or she cannot hold on to their own. I mean, they cannot stop their fall. It, it is dangerous. But when a person is falling, falling on the face, they can ward off their fall by their hands. But here we see Jesus said, I am. These enemies of the gospel, enemies of Jesus Christ, who came to ca capture him and crucify him, they fell back. Are they anointed? They were not anointed. God was showing his power. So, dear friends, in the scriptures, we do not see people falling on the ground. Many preachers do that. One person was showing a, a, a DVD and a woman touches it, she falls down. It is not from the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit will not go through material. Holy Spirit can bless people. Holy Spirit can bless matters. Holy Spirit can bless our food. But Holy Spirit will not go through matter. Holy Spirit wants to dwell in our own body. So people are being deceived by these things. Why do false, uh, false prophets do that? They want money. They, they want to become popular. They want money. So dear friends, what I want to place for you, before you is this. I want all of you to pray.
I have been trying to talk to some of these false prophets. They don't want to listen to me. They don't want to listen to the truth. But we as believers, it is imperative that we must pray with all our hearts that people who try to follow these wrong, wrong doctrines should not follow them. Let them come to the sound doctrine of God's word. So dear friends, many people try to follow these people. They don't want to pray. They want somebody else to bring the anointing by a touch. It is not scriptural. So dear friends, what we have to pray. Now, the word of God says, if you read 2 Thessalonians 2nd chapter 9 to 12, the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs and lying wonders, with all unrighteousness and deception in the highest degree. So in this scenario, what is our responsibility? I expose you to these uh, six types of demonic doctrines, prosperity gospel, doctrine of hyper grace, immortality on this earth, manifestations, holy laughter and slaying in the Holy Spirit. These are all wrong doctrines, friends. What I expect you to do is let us pray together so that people who are trying to follow the Lord, let them follow the word of God. And I always pray for people who are sincerely working for the Lord. The Lord will bless them and use them mightily for his own kingdom. Shall we look to God in prayer? Our loving Heavenly Father, I pray that you may lay your hands upon all these dear brothers and sisters, all these dear friends who heard your word today. Help us to wake up to the reality that there are many who are deceiving others by bringing in demonic doctrines. Oh God, I pray that you may pour your power into the hearts of all these dear friends so that we would be able to pray together that all this preaching should stop. That people who try to follow this type of um, false prophets may be able to wake up to the reality that you are able to talk to them and bless them abundantly, O oh Lord. Let the word of God increase. Let the power of the Holy Spirit to be given to everyone, O oh Lord. Help us to understand the tears of the Trinity. God the Father, Son and Holy Spirit are in agony because many people are not saved. Many people are being destroyed by satanic powers. Many are misled by the demonic doctrines. I pray that you may bless these words to these dear people, O oh Lord. Give me the joy of serving you till the last breath. I give you all the glory, O oh Lord. In Jesus' almighty name I pray.